Hello and welcome to Experience Share. It's a Pokemon podcast starring me, Tanix. Vulpix? Onyx. Onyx. And I'm joined as always by my co-host, Fiangastad. Fiangastad. This is getting very complex. Um, Fiangastad. Well, Kangaskhan. That's pretty modified. I try to name us after Pokemon we've encountered. Kangaskhan? In the, the leg. Also, it's Kangaskhan. Kangastad. Kangaskhan. No, it's Kangaskhan. Definitely. Everyone knows that one. It's K-H-A-N, which implies con. Genghis Khan. Con! Con! <laughs> Come on! It's a Pokemon podcast. We play the Pokemon games gym by gym, week by week. We are currently in season 3B playing a Nuzlocke run of Pokemon Fire Red and Leaf Green. I am playing Fire Red. My co-host Joshua is playing Leaf Green. Nuzlocke Run is too boring to continue to talk about every week, but it's just harder. It's hard and a lot of Pokemon die. A lot of Pokemon die and a lot of my Pokemon died this week, Joshua. It was a bloodbath. This leg was brutal. I pivoted my strategy as soon as one of my Pokemon died, which did happen as well. I pivoted my strategy about eight times and it didn't help. Actually, I was tweeting with some bug catchers who were a little alarmed that we chose to do Saffron City and uh, Silphco before Fuchsia City. Yeah. And you know what I have to say to them, Josh? What? Shut up, nerds. Well, I was with them. I've always done Fuchsia before Saffron, but for this run, we chose to do Saffron before Fuchsia because all of the common walkthroughs, for whatever reason, in Fire Red Leaf Green say Saffron first, which I think is abnormal as far as I remember. And we were outleveled basically at every turn. It was really rough. And I hope you bug catchers managed to make it out of this fucking thing alive and that we didn't lose you, but I'm sure there's some corpses along the route. Yeah, it was a rough week for both of us, it sounds like. You texted me earlier in the week. You gave me a heads up that we were headed into some choppy water. Yeah. I was under the impression that you lost a t- a, just a ton of Pokemon. Looking at our show notes now, I see that that's not the case, but one of us did take quite a body blow this week. <laughs> I had a gutting loss, but it was just just the one. Okay. Just the one loss. Yeah. <laughs> That's cute. It's cute to just lose the one. So this week, we... I was going to grab the reins again, but Joshy take the wheel. All right. Well, we find ourselves in Celadon City. We've taken care of Erica, uprooted her and all of her grass-loving ladies mm-hmm. from their gym. Mm-hmm. And that old pervert outside. It's a reversion to the mean. Like, he cleaned up his act in gold silver, which was interesting, but he's fully back to just like, ooh, I love this gym because it's got nice ladies in it. <laughs> Still there. I like looking at their bodies. Officer Jenny's are defunded, so obviously there's no one to police this kind of behavior. The perverts are running the streets. Fucking rampant. You know what I learned this week? It's going to come into play later during our new factoids segment what i learned that the japanese word for pervert is hentai just straight up yeah straight up yeah i always just thought hentai was like porn anime porn yeah yeah i thought that too but apparently it means pervert in japanese interesting huh 
That's a fun factoid for you. So everyone who likes hentai is a pervert? Well, that's everyone knows that that's true. Every pervert is a pervert. <laughs> yeah. Apparently. Every perversion liker is a pervert. I think that's begging the question. Yeah, definitely. All right. So I'm going to take the wheel back over okay? because you're steering us off into, you're letting us get off track. You're letting us talk about hentai you too much, Joshua. Yeah, you're but this the one is what, who always brings this up is what, hentai. This is what, go, this is what steering the ship is all about, man. You can't let your co-host talk about hentai too much. And here we are. Celadon uh, City. Yeah. A couple of divergent paths here. And we can either go west towards Route 16, or we can go south and check out this Team Rocket grunt hanging out in front of this poster in the game corner. Yeah, that everyone in a hotel nearby just tells you, oh, I hear that there is something weird going on at the game corner and that there's someone there in front of a poster and you shouldn't press the button behind it. And we're like, okay, well, fucking obviously I'm, I'm going to go, go over there that. and press the button. I was interested, Joshua, this week in catching some Pokemon because it was a abbreviated route in terms of catchable Pokemon. Yep. There was only two possible catchable Pokemon in the entire thing. There's plenty of giftable and acquirable Pokemon. You you had the chance to catch a Lapras, a Hitmonchan, or a Hitmonlee, but none of that is available to us. Instead, we only had the option to catch one Pokemon on Route 16 and one Pokemon in Pokemon Tower. Yes. So I was very excited to head west from Celadon into a tiny little patch of grass to see who was over there. Get some fresh blood. The first Pokemon that jumped out of the grass at me, I was honestly pretty excited to see until I looked up the catch rates in this area and saw that it's by far the most easily caught Pokemon in this area, was Doduo. The same thing. I got a Doduo also. But it feels exotic. It did feel exotic, and I was very excited about it. But then I looked it up, and I was like, oh, I don't need this or want this. It's just another flying type. And I have plenty of those. But at least it's not a Spearow, and at least it's not a Pidgey. Yeah. I think I have at least one, if not two, Spearows sitting around in my box. Plus, I have a Fero on my team. Yeah. I don't need any more of that shit. Ange Merkel, welcome to the box. Oh, <laughs> Angela Merkel. Yeah. She doesn't have two heads. She has one head and it's very sturdy on her shoulders. Someday she'll have three heads. No, no. She's always had one course and she's always stood by it and that's why I admire her. All I know is that my friends in Germany don't like Angela Merkel. I'm sorry. What? I think she's, from an American point of view, very progressive and intelligent and interesting. Well, who isn't these days? But from a German point of view, is like a very like buttoned up and conservative like pill. It did take her a while to come around on gay marriage, but I mean, it's not like we're That's surprising. You know, that's abnormal here. Do you want to know But she's pro-immigration. Do you want to hear a a thing that I heard on a walking tour of Germ of Berlin once? What? I've been to Berlin a, a thousand times in my life. Humble brag. Yeah. Take a drink. It used to be part of my job to go there a lot. One time I was taking a walking tour and we were walking around Berlin with a tour guide and he was telling us about the swinging nightclubs in Berlin of the 1920s. Yeah, it was freaky. And how there was a thing you could do, which was engage in a number of fetishes at once. Hell yeah. If you were a, a man, you would have anal intercourse with a male goose. A um, a large male goose. Like a like the animal goose? Or is that like yep. a sex term? No. Okay. Animal okay. goose. Okay. So bestiality. Bestiality, homosexuality, right there. Bing bong. <laughs> Next up, you would light the goose on fire while you were having sex with it and try to hold on to it while it was on fire. 
I don't know what that we, fetish is, but we, it's a fetish. You're making this up? What? I'm not. This is something a tour guide told me. And then the second you were about to climax, you cut the goose's head off. While it's on fire? Yeah. Do you eat it after? Is that like <laughs> you cook Probably. the goose? <laughs> that's something they used to do in nightclubs in Germany in the 1920s. Isn't that fucked up? <sighs> Bing bong. Anyway, they got a lot of stuff out of their system in the early early 20th century, huh? Yeah, <laughs> it's no wonder things kind of fell apart pretty quickly. Yeah, I got a Doduo too, and it's just Richie April, who is sort of a two-faced character in The Sopranos, and I'm naming all my Pokemon after characters in The Sopranos. Oh, yeah, I should say I'm naming all my Pokemon after Josh's favorite people and characters. I do admire Angela Merkel, so. Yeah. Come at me, Germans. Route 16, we're still blocked by Snorlax to the west, so this is as far as we could get. Well, you got Fly, right? Yes, you can also go behind the, like, guard station into a little hut. There's a man in there who gives you the HM for Fly. Yeah. Headed back into town, headed back to the Celadon game corner, did a little more gaming. Rob the more gambling when I was when here. Our bandit. Picked up a couple more TMs and held items. And then engaged with this gentleman waiting outside of the Team Rocket hideout. Standing very inconspicuously in front of a poster. Yep. And you fight him and he um I don't remember what he has, something stupid. It doesn't matter. They all have coughings and rattatas and Zwats. Fucking whatever. You head inside, it's the same old Team Rocket hideout that it was in the first game you go downstairs and there's the um conveyor belt puzzles yeah where you kind of like twirl around in the conveyor belts and get spit out onto like crash pads yeah you need to make it to the fourth floor the fourth basement floor yeah y'all know what we what we're talking about with this yeah the one thing that is a big improvement here is that the soundtrack as we've sort of talked about fucking slaps i mean this is an absolute banger the remix it's another one where they kind of updated it for like 16 bit it's just kind of more full it's so good yeah good soundtrack they should did we already say that they should print the soundtrack on vinyl no this i mean this is the best one so far yes get on it This is a free plug for them, but there's a company called Limited Run Games, which I buy stuff from every now and then. And they take like digital games or old games and they'll print them onto new cartridges. So like right now they have Doom 64, the N64 Doom that you can buy for Nintendo Switch or PS4. And the Nintendo Switch one comes in a classic N64 box. Oh, that's sick. And it's cool. And they do shit like that all the time. And then they also create and sell merch alongside this stuff sometimes. Yeah. So like for Doom 64, they're selling a classic Doom helmet or a Doom shirt. And they often print vinyl records too. So they should just remake Fire Red and Leaf Green Print it out on a on a Switch cartridge, play it on Switch, and then uh, print the vinyl. Wouldn't that be cool? Hell yeah. LimitedRunGames.com. 
That's where I got my handsome mist sweater. All right. And if they're looking for any sponsors, we're right here. We're looking for sponsors. <laughs> Why would they pay us? We just mentioned <laughs> them for free. Well, we're not going to mention them ever again unless yeah, they sponsor fact, us. We're going to talk about how shitty they are every episode until they sponsor us. Yeah. What do you think about that, Limited Run Games? It's great. It's not shitty. Anyway, so we, we make our way to the bottom of Team Rocket Hideout. Who is down there but the man himself? Giovanni. Giovanni, leader of Team Rocket, head of Viridian City Gym. Not that we know that yet. Looking dapper as hell. Is he looking good? Yeah, did you look at his spray, man? I mean, I, I battled him, but I didn't think I didn't take a careful look. Giovanni is like a fine wine, and he gets better with age for sure. In every generation. I'll go to take a look right now. I mean, Joshi Soprano was definitely feeling it with Giovanni. Oh, yeah. He's got... There was a kinship. He's exuding confidence. He's sort of leaning back in this very, like, cocky way. He's got one hand in a pocket and the and other he's hand... He's just lobbing a pokeball. Yeah, I got one hand in my pocket <laughs> and the other one is lobbing a pokeball. <laughs> Good. And this is where... Practicing for your eulogies later. This is where our... Nicknames come from, he had an Onyx, Tanix, a Rhyhorn, and a can't even Fiangastad. That's insane that that's Kangaskhan. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely insane. <laughs> you beat him. Yeah, you beat him. He gives you um, the useless self-scope. He gives you the useless self-scope. Yep. I mean, it has one use, and then it's quickly obsolete nothing too bad about team rocket hideout i didn't get it close to losing any mon no i think i healed i went up to the surface to heal like every two floors or something but no one was in jeopardy here yeah we make our way east so we've either gotten soda pops or waters i just used the tea that that old woman in the celadon department store gave me oh so here's the thing i think you have to use that tea. oh that's that's their adjustment I bought a bunch of soda pops and waters and lemonades, and then I still couldn't get through the, the guard tower. So I went back to Pokemon Mansion and talked to that lady at the, on the ground floor, and she gave me tea. And then they let me through. Okay. And I think that's a change from the first game, right? You could use whatever in the first game. That's a weird change, but okay. It's a weird change. But yeah, I, try, I kept trying to get through, and they, they just kept saying, like, oh, I'm so thirsty. And it was like... Why have all this fucking water? Because tea is a thirst quencher. Yeah. What? I'll share it with my fellow guards. What? Tea? They're all over Kanto. And that's like a pandemic. Miles away. <laughs> it's a pandemic. <laughs> Don't share your tea. I'll get more tea. I can go back to that lady. I can get you guys more tea. It's free. Also, here's some water. God. He lets you through. He lets you through and you can cut through Saffron to get to Lavender Town. Yeah. Which is what we, we did. Saffron City, we'll get back to later, but at this point, it's just crawling with Team Rocket sprites, filthy with them. Can't do anything. So we make our way east to Lavender Town. We're back, and we start climbing that damn tower. Yeah. And what's the first thing that happens on the first floor? Bad Josh. Greg. Bad Josh strikes again. This is that famous part of the game where... Bad Josh has lost his... He's mourning his Raticate. His Raticate is conspicuously absent from his party. Uh, I felt no sympathy for him. No, he's an asshole. I so why do I care? absolutely obliterated him. I honestly couldn't even tell you a single thing about this battle. It was so nothing to me. Yeah. He has a Pidgeotto Kadabra 
execute Gyarados Charmeleon for me. Pidgeotto, Kadabra, execute Wartortle. Growlithe? Growlithe. For you? For me, yeah. I had a counter for all of them. Yeah, me too. So it was like basically a wash. Sorry, sorry, bro, because you're going to be mourning the loss of five more Pokemon now too. Yeah. Is he playing Nuzlocke? I don't know. I'm not clear on whether or not he's playing Nuzlocke. Well, his Raticate died. But that's a harsh lesson. Yeah. You know, once Eradicate dies, it's like, okay, I'm going to take these guys out when they faint. I'm not going to let them stay in and get burnt up by an Arcanine. Yeah. I cooked his executes. Ooh, I cooked him up and ate him up. (laughs) (laughs) Tanny Hungy. One hit, one flamethrower blast from my Arcanine. And he was toast, baby. Oh, I just did a fucking fly all over that. Scooped up those eggs, tossed them onto the side of the wall of that Pokemon tower. Dropped them into the skillet for old Arcanine. Dropped them into an open grave. Wow, that's morbid. (laughs) There are plenty of open graves around here, though, because we are in Pokemon Tower, and we start climbing, and the the entire place is swarming with channelers and freaks and... (laughs) The Channeler's Sprite, I thought also was really funny in this one. It, yeah. I don't even know what it is. It's some like wand, but because their like cape or something is is flowing over it, it looks like they have a giant toothbrush. <laughs> I don't think it's a wand. You I looked think at it, these? I think it's it's something to do with Japanese burial rites. Sure. It looks like a toothbrush. But it's like a stick me. with flags on it. Sure. Yeah. Toothbrush. <laughs> but it does look like a big toothbrush. <laughs> like <laughs> I did something in Pokemon Tower joshua okay which was wandered in fought some channelers activated my first encounter of the tower was excited to finally get a ghost type pokemon on my team crucial ghost type pokemon on my team what attacks me kubone (laughs) kubone's way rarer man I know. I would rather have a Cubone. Than the one opportunity in this entire game to catch a Pokemon, the Ghost-type Pokemon. Oh. Oh, I guess it is, isn't it? I do not have a Ghost-type Pokemon, and I will never have one now because a fucking Cubone attacked me. You're right. And I I don't even know what the... Let's go look it up. I just looked at 9%. Let's go look up what the fucking catch rate. 9%. You had a 9%. 9% catch rate, a counter rate for fucking Cubone, and one attacked me. And I caught it, but it's like... It's just a ground type. It's cool, and it's unique, but it's like... I would love to see a Marowak in action, actually. Yeah, man, I had one. He was cool. Boomerang. Had one. Had, 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 had. Had... I was both like pleased and pissed because it's just like, this is cool. I like I like a Kubone. It's cool to look at. It's interesting. Ugh, I need a Ghost type Pokemon, <laughs> and I don't get one now. To be honest, I don't know that you need one in this gen. It would it would be useful for Sabrina, obviously. I really want one. The fact that and I've obviously had a Gengar and it was very fun, uh, Marissa in uh, season two, but the fact that it's ghost and poison negates part of why they're good and it makes psychic super effective against them, which isn't great. Yeah. But I did get a ghastly. I'm going to talk about type plus poison a little bit later. Okay. Because I had a whole fucking strategy <laughs> going into Sabrina. I feel like the type matchups thing must really they be still biting me. you in the ass this season. <laughs> they still elude me. Well, so I got a ghastly... I'll just address it now because it's not going to be relevant. My Ghastly Valentina, who's one of Tony Soprano's girlfriends at one point, my Ghastly, I actually started raising at one point because I was like, I'll have a fucking Ghastly and then a Haunter. And then two things happened to me. Got it to level 24 and it evolves at level 25. And then I was like, wait a second. 
It learns Dream Eater eventually, but I feel like I haven't noticed that it has hypnosis so far. And then I looked, I checked the learn set for Ghastly, and Ghastly just has hypnosis, like as one of its base moves. And the Ghastly that I caught deleted its hypnosis. Why? Because it had like Lick and Curse and Spite and Nightshade. And it chose not to have hypnosis. So Dream Eater is fucking meaningless at that point. You can obviously. learn it eventually when we get to the move tutor, right? Yeah. Not until the Sevi Islands. Jesus. So Everything happens at the fucking Sevi Islands. Fucking pointless, man. And then also, I thought that I had a second Game Boy, and I used to, and apparently I got rid of it because I can't find it. And then I was like, oh, I'm not bothering with this shit. <laughs> so the Geodude and the Ghastly line and the Machop line and the Abra line, well, that's irrelevant because I'm never going to catch an Abra are out for me. Wow, that's too bad. I have two tradable Pokemon. I'm just too lazy to dig out my other Game Boy. Get really desperate to make you mail me your Game Boy, your other Game Boy after you do your evolution. So I did something in Pokemon Tower, which was I caught Cubone. Yeah. His name was Mr. Wednesday. American Gods. Yeah. The uh, Odin character. Odin's Day. That's where Wednesday comes from. I didn't know that. I did a thing, which is I bought a few super repels. You're doing this scheme still? No, I just didn't want to have to fight a bunch of fucking ghosts. Okay, right, and you already had the Cubone. I already had the Cubone, and I was like, I don't want to fight a bunch of ghastlies. I don't want to get licked and poisoned or confused and hurt myself in confusion. And like, I had like 20 antidotes this whole time. The Rocket Hideout, Silphco, Pokemon Tower, the antidotes were just falling off of out of my pockets i I don't want to talk about antidotes right now jesus god i want to talk about antidotes later because it affected me okay i just decided this is not a place i wanted to train this is not a a a million encounters i wanted to have i wanted to get in and out of the pokemon tower as quickly as possible so i dropped a super repel and i just hightailed it up the tower pretty good took on some channelers along the way yeah beat those like four team rocket idiots talked to mr fuji yeah and he gave me that that dang whistle (laughs) The uh, poke flute. Yeah. Yeah. And that was it. It was it was so civilized. Uh, that is civilized. I just didn't have to I didn't have to bother. It was so nice. I did not use a repel, but I might invest in more repels just to kind of get through these like grinding parts, you know? Yeah. I like to find little pockets. Like I spent a lot of time in um Diglett Cave this week. Just like grinding on Diglets, you know? Interesting. And then I spent a lot of time in the grassy area between Lavender Town and... uh, And Saffron. And Saffron. Route 8, I spent my whole life there. Mm. Between Lavender Town and Saffron, where... Yeah, me too. There's a grassy patch, and there's a bunch of trainers. Yeah. There's like those four truants... In the line. In a line, and then the twins. And then those two biker bros. The biker bros. There's a couple of scientists for some reason. There's gamblers. Yeah. I've versus seeked all over that fucking route. Yeah. And then also the hikers outside of a rock tunnel. Yeah, me too. I did all of that, and that is where I did most of my training. But I like those kind of controlled environments where I know what I'm getting into. The Pokemon are all fairly easy, and there's no surprises. I'm not going to get huge status changes that, like, really swing the battles. And I can hightail it back to a Pokemon Center in Lavender Town very easily. So that was my training regiment this week, and I didn't bother training in Pokemon Tower at all. And I think it really paid off because I made it through... Team Rocket Hideout, I made it through Pokemon Tower, I made it through this whole journey unscathed, without a single loss. Nicely done. Headed into... Same, though. 
Self Company. Yeah, we go to Saffron City. Which we'll talk about. We're going to need a break, yeah. After this break. We are headed back, Joshua, to Saffron City. The guard's thirst is quenched. The Fuji flute is acquired. Fuji <laughs> Yeah. Giovanni is slinking back to whatever hole he crawled out of. Hell hole. And we are on our way to Saffron City. And once we get there, we... Well, it's a big city. It's a vibrant community, you know? Yeah. There's a lot to do. You can't go to the gym yet. There's sights to see. There's folks' houses to barge into unwarranted, which I did. Yeah, me too. Mr. Psychic. You meet this guy? Mr. Psychic, yeah. He gives you Psychic. Yeah. The TM. TM29. Thanks. Can we talk about the fret? Overusing TMs in a Nuzlocke? Yes, 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 yes. I used one that I will talk about shortly on a Pokemon that is no longer with us. And it scared me on every other TM. You don't want to waste them. No, and especially because it's not just a waste. Unlike a Pokemon that you might not have in your team anymore, you could give it to a Pokemon that you love and then that Pokemon dies and that's it for you. And then you just don't have that TM or that Pokemon. And Psychic is one of the best TMs. So I did not fucking use this thing. You're just gonna, you're gonna hoard it. Oh, I'm hoarding it. You're gonna hoard it and you're never gonna put it on a Pokemon. My Ghastly could learn it, but I will not be considering that option until later in the game. I would say, Joshua, that I am feeling cash rich. What, how much, what do you got? Let's do cash check. I don't even know. I don't even know. I don't have my Game Boy down here. I'm around like 120,000, I think. I think I'm probably even higher. Well, I blew some money on a strategy that you will hear about soon. I blew some money too. I bought some fucking held items and TMs this week from Celadon. Uh, but like, I still feel like I have more money than I'm used to. Well, because we're not really spending very much money on Pokeballs. That's true. Although I'm buying some new items I never buy, like the X series, X attacks, X special and all that shit, which I never buy. Yeah. They're pretty cheap though. I bought a bunch of vitamins this week too to try to evolve Golbat. Oh, yeah. Those get expensive. I mean, I told you, uh, I slacked you, man, that Crobat actually doesn't unlock until the Sevi Islands. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't pick up on that. So... <laughs> I fed it a bunch of vitamins. I'm going to say maybe five. I think I bought one of each one. The $9,800 vitamins? Yeah. Okay. Actually, I had a couple that I had found at certain parts along the journey. They're giving them out in terms of like hidden spots in this game, which we covered with berries, but like Rocket Hideout and Sylphco in particular is fucking, you check every plant in that joint. Yeah. And you get a ton of shit. I got like, I think two each of like zinc, calcium, protein, iron, carbos. So I had found a bunch, I bought a few more and I fed them all to Golbat. <laughs> and then the next time it leveled up, it went into the evolution screen. And I was like, here we go. Here's my Crobat. And then it does the whole swirly balls thing, and then it goes dot, 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 question mark? Oh, they go through the rigmarole, and then they just tease you? Yeah. And then it just exits, oh and it's like, God. that's brutal. Your fucking Pokemon won't evolve. And and now, I think it's a, I think it's probably hit a new level, like, two or three times after that. It, it does it every single time, <laughs> where it's just like, Golbat is evolving into dot, 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 
question mark? It's like, I get it. I get it. I wait to the fucking Savvy Islands. Leave me alone. That sucks. That's like a weird thing to even bother animating, you know? Yeah. It's just, you got to get the national decks before you can evolve into those Gen 3 Pokemon. We don't get that until after the Elite Four. Yeah. So I'm just stuck with this fucking Golbat for now, which is fine. I actually do like the Golbat quite a bit. Ursula K. Le Guin. <laughs> we are... In Saffron City, we get Psychic from Mr. Psychic. We can also go and interact with the copycat. Well, you initially can't go into our house. They have a Team Rocket grunt in front of it. But we should just cover it now. You can go there after Silphco. Her parents shit all over her, and they're like, our kids, like, just mimics everything you do, and she has no friends, and everyone's annoyed. And if you give her a Poke doll she will teach you Mimic, but that move sucks. Yeah, I don't want it. It gives you a move that the Pokemon before you used for the rest of the battle. So basically, you can only use it if the Pokemon you have is super slow and that the move that the other Pokemon uses happens to be fucking good. Which, like, it probably isn't because it's the same. No. How effective can it be against that Pokemon that used it? Exactly. Like, it's almost certainly going to be not very effective. At best, it's effective. Right. It's a waste. No wonder she has no friends, you know? Mr. Mime saw this girl and kind of took her under his wing a little bit. Speaking of perverts. He saw her and was like, oh, here's here's someone who's sort of ostracized. <laughs> it's kind of like a, a Joker kind of scenario, you know? Oh. This is someone who's been ostracized by society uh no one understands her she's sort of in her own world and her thing is mimicking other people which is all a mime does uh-huh. so mr mime really connected with this young lady and wants you know wants the best for her okay and that's really it. took her under his wing okay just a connection just one of those human connections you know one of those beautiful moments and she she didn't ask any questions. She was like, oh, yeah, this this is just like Danny DeVito, a bunch of makeup. Yeah, her parents were like, take her. I don't care. <laughs> well, you're a Mr. Mime? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, Mr. Mime. That's a mister. It's right in the name. So that's fine. Yeah. It's a person. Oh, you saying like an upstanding individual? Okay. Good. Joshua. Should we get to the main? Let's talk about the meat of the episode. Let's talk about the shit house. We talked a lot of shit about Silphco and... I think we can both confidently say that Silphco came with a vengeance at us. Every disparaging remark <laughs> we ever made about Silphco came back on us tenfold. Oh my God, they came for us. They came for us, man. I dove into Silphco with confidence because a very close friend of mine Ooh. texted me and said, Silphco is pretty tough. Look out for the electrodes. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I thought, mm, interesting. I'll head to the Pokemon Center. I'll box Mewtwo, my Kadabra. I'll box my Kield, my Machoke. Yeah. I'll box a couple other Pokemon. And I thought, this this will be fine. I'm going to keep Loki out, my Arcanine, because he knows Flamethrower, and that's super effective against Steel. Well, and Magnemite and Electrode or Steel. Well, so. Voltorb's just electric, but... Is it? It should be Steel, and that's one of my other problems with it, by the way. There are lots of Magnemites, too. There are plenty of Magnemites. Yeah. So it was like, I knew I was headed into a place that had a lot of electric type Pokemon, so I may as well bring a fire type. I also brought my Vileplume, who I evolved from a Gloom to a Vileplume using a Leaf Stone. Oh, hell yeah. Nausicaa. Pedal Dance, baby. Yeah, she has Pedal Dance. She had Sleep 
powder. I love her. So it's like the fucking electrodes can't self-destruct if they're asleep, you know? Right. Oh, oh, oh. So this was my big strategy. You warned me. That's why I'm not feeding you information anymore. So I was like, all right, what's good against electric? Ground. So I brought in Diglett, Geralt. Yeah. And I brought in Cubone, Mr. Wednesday. And I had a lot of success with them. Uh-huh. They avoided a lot of hits. They did a lot of digging. They both evolved. Diglett became Doug Trio and Cubone became Marowak. Okay. And I was feeling good about my run. And I remember how fucking long Self Company is. It's 30-something fucking trainers in this thing. It's so long. Everyone will either self-destruct on you or poison you. It takes forever to get back to the surface. You're just constantly eating antidotes. Constantly eating antidotes. Thousands. Thousands. There's one person on like the ninth floor who will heal your Pokemon, but it's like hard to get to them. You have to like teleport in the right way. You can't get to it until you have the card key and you have to find a specific teleporter spot. (sighs) Joshua. Yeah. I suffered. Uh Uh-oh. I'm glad you texted me. I had the foresight to put away some of my most beloved Pokemon. Your saucy, saucy boys lived. But I suffered. I'm sorry. And I would like to sing a song. Okay. Is this kill count? It's kill count. I lost a Pokemon in Silphco as well. Okay. Uh, did you say a Pokemon? I said a Pokemon. And the reason that I say that is because I pivoted my whole strategy. And the reason that I gave you that electrode quote is because of the Pokemon that died. May I sing you a song and then maybe I'll I'll be happy to hear a song from you as well. Open up this pit. The pit. Open up our hearts. The pit that is my heart. Yeah. <sighs> There's a bit of an intro I'm going to have to listen to. We're used to that. Here we go. Hell yeah. This right here goes out to everyone that's lost someone that they truly love. Seems like yesterday we used to rock canto. I laced the track and you locked the flow. So far from hanging on the block for dough. Nausicaa, they used to know that life ain't always what it seemed to be. Words can't express what you mean to me. Even though you're gone, we still a team. Though you're family, I fulfill your dream. In the future, I can't wait to see if you open up the gates for me. Reminisce sometime, the night they took my mom. Try to black it out, but plays again. When it's real, feeling's hard to conceal. Can't imagine all the pain I feel. Give everything to hear half your breath. I know you're still living life after death. Every step I take. Every move I make Every single day Every time I pray I'll be missing plume Thinking of the day When you went away What a life to take What a bond to break I'll be missing plume that's all I prepared. Wow. I'll be missing Plume. Vile Plume, Rest in Petals, the originator of the term Rest in Petals. Yeah, Rest in Petals, Nausicaa, my Vile Plume, you died at the hands of Bad Josh. So here's what happened with Nausicaa, my Vile Plume. I had her as a party leader because 
I wanted her to be able to put electrodes to sleep. Right. Before they could self-destruct. Sure. A strategy that was working fine. Until that bastard bad Josh snuck up on me. Oh, yeah, because bad Josh or Greg comes up on you uh, by the teleporter to get you to Giovanni. Snuck up on me, attacked me, had a Pidgeot in his first slot. I had Vileplume in my first slot. He one hit KO'd my Vileplume. Jesus Christ. Yeah. But that was my third loss of Silphco. God. Because well before that, I had Uncle Moke in the mix, my Eradicate, who's mostly an HM friend, but he does know oh, no. Dig. Not my dear uncle. So I was like, okay, fine. Uncle Moke, go and dig your way out of some of these fucking electric type battles. Yeah. One hit KO from a sludge from a muck. What the fuck? A sludge one hit KO? Completely coughed me off guard. Was it a crit also? It was a crit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. God. One hit KO on a sludge. I don't think he was at full health. And that was good because the dig would have been super effective there. So you had the right matchup, man. I know. I'm sorry. Rest in peace, my uncle. My favorite uncle. My favorite uncle. (laughs) I don't know if my other uncles listen to this podcast, but... That's the first Pokemon I caught. That's Route 1. Yeah. (laughs) Ratatata. Yeah. (laughs) Ratatata. Dead, Josh. Yeah. Later on, I was plugging away. My Diglett had evolved into a Dugtrio. I was very proud of my little boy. He had cool moves. He had something called like Sandstorm. Yeah. And then he had Dig and he had a couple other cool ass moves. Mudslap. Yeah. Got poisoned by an Arbok. I didn't have any fucking antidotes because I ran out because you eat a million antidotes. You didn't buy 30 like me? I ru- No, I did, Josh. Oh, I did. Jesus Christ. And use them all. But I went all the way down to the Pokemon Center after every single floor in fucking Silphco because I was such a freak. Not me, because I'm a dumb idiot. That was the smart move. But Arbok poisoned Dugtrio, and I was rushing to get out of Silphco, and it fucking died on the way down. Oh, my God. And then Bad Josh attacked me, one-hitted Nausicaa with his Pidgeot. I came back with a fucking furious vengeance. Honestly, it was a tough battle, and he kept... Getting all my Pokemon down to, like, yellow. So I swapped in Mr. Wednesday. The Marowak. And he swapped in Blastoise. And, Ooh, that's bad. And he one-hitted my Marowak. Oh, my God. I think with maybe Hydro Pump. It was devastating. Four Pokemon, Josh. My kill count is up to seven. Hoochie mama. Doubled my kill count. You leapfrog me big time. It was three going into this week. And now it's seven. Now you're at seven. I was at four. And now I'm at... Five. Tell me about your Pokemon first, just so we can pad out these songs a little bit. When I issued that warning to you about beware the electrodes with the ellipses, ominously. Yeah. It was because I went into I went into Silphco feeling pretty strong. I came out of Rocket Hideout. I was like, fuck it. They didn't have anything on me. I didn't do any additional training. I was like, I got this. I know Silphco. I know the tricks. I know they get the coughings, the Voltorbs, whatever. I don't care. I go in there and I made it up to like the third level, I think. And I had... It's okay. Let it out, man. If you want to cry, it's fine. This is a safe space. (sighs) I will remind you I lost four Pokemon. I can't tell if it's crying or if it's allergies, but either way, I'm distraught. You're either sad because you lost your Pokemon or you're sad because you lost your Pokemon and you have allergies. Yeah. And either way, it's not great. No. No. And uh, as you know, I introduced Furio 
last episode, Sand Slash. Sand Slash, yeah. That I got really into. I've never run a Sand Shrew or a Sand Slash before. Fun. I was feeling it. It's like, this is a fun new ground type that I can figure out. Little cutie. Fun little ground type. So many fucking ground types. Putting them up front, trying to grow them. Let's see what happens. Why is Marowak a ground type? Why can't it be normal? It should be ghost ground, if you think about it. It should be ghost normal. Why is it ground at all? Yeah. Ground is bizarre, actually. That's a good point. So I got Sandslash out front growing them. I I wanted to have them there for the scientists, these corrupt sylph scientists. And an electrode comes out. Sandslash is full health, but probably only has like 76 or something. Not not too meaty, but pretty meaty. Yeah. Fucking one hit KO. Some asshole sylph scientist electrode. Self-destruct? Self-destruct. I will say a couple of my Pokemon survived a couple of big self-destructs too. Most of mine did. I mean, I was very impressed by that. After this, I should say how I pivoted my strategy in a big way is that I ran all the way back down to the Pokemon Center and obviously healed my Pokemon and released Furio, RIP. But then I also went back over to Celadon and I bought a bunch of X speeds, X attacks, X specials. Smart, 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 smart. I also just changed my strategy that Gyarados or what became Venusaur open up for any scientist battle because they have so many hit points that I was like, if this thing opens with a fucking electrode, I'll survive. So we beat Selfco at a cost. Was the cost too high? Who's to say? It was... Arguably too high. Um, I'll give you now, I'll give you a serenade. Please. About Sand Slash, who I never thought I would love, and I did. Yeah. <clears throat> okay, here we go. I was lying on the tall grass of Sunday morning of last week, indulging in my self-defeat. My mind was thugged, all laced and bugged, all twisted, wrong and beat. A comfortable three feet deep. Now the fuzzy stare from not being there on a confusing morning week impaired my Silfco business speak. And of course you can't become if you only say what you would have done. So I missed a million miles of fun. I know it's up for me if you steal my sand slash, making sure I'm not in too deep. If you steal my sand slash, keeping versed and on my feet. If you steal my sand slash. It's good. Len. A uh, classic. Yeah. A pretty upbeat song for a eulogy song. I was having a really good time with Sandslash, and I think that it embodies Furio's personality. Oh, uh, you want to like celebrate his life, not mourn his death. Yeah. Yeah. It was too soon. That's all there is to say. Taken from us too soon. So were my four Pokemon. Joshua, not a lot left that we did this week. You fight Giovanni again, but it's the same wash. He's not even the... Not even the hardest part about fucking Zilfko. No, he's the easiest because he's got all these ground fuckers and like the Kangaskhan. What Josh means by that is they fuck the ground. (laughs) 
Yeah. You go to Fighting Dojo, you battle all those karate boys. Yeah. They offer you Hitmonchan or Hitmonlee. You take your pick and then you immediately release it because that's not allowed. I just didn't indulge. And I would say the same about Lapras in. Oh, uh, yeah. Lapras and uh, Self Co. I just didn't talk to him. I was just like, I don't care. Keep it. I grabbed them both. They immediately went to my box. And I went to the Pokemon Center and I released them because I shan't be having them in my box. As you shan't. Now it's on to the big show saffron city gym it's sabrina she's got that fucking teleporter maze puzzle where you're like popping around the teleporters everyone in these towns with these teleporters battling her her little psychic cronies along the way yeah psychic cameron they have these very like um like new england names yeah like a psychic cameron Uh, hello it's me psychic (laughs) johan Psychic Cameron's got a Slowbro, and uh, we're going to go ahead and give Slowbro the sweetie treatment. Ooh, Yamahama. It's looking good in this gen. It's very festive, mouth open, just like ready down for whatever. Yeah, hot to trot. Let's do Joshi's trivia here. Joshi's trivia. Yep. So Slowbro. It's a combination of slow and bro. Yeah, got that. <laughs> I like that because it sounds like what we would say as a joke. The Bulbapedia entry was, and then and the it, Bulbapedia entry actually Joshua, is that. Is bro short for anything? Brother. <laughs> it puts in parentheses short for brother. Got it. Got it, Bulbapedia. So the interesting part is that, and we've talked about this a little bit, but Slowbro's shell and lifestyle are somewhat similar. Well, we haven't talked about this part. <laughs> lifestyle. Slowbro's shell and lifestyle are somewhat similar to hermit crafts. Though it's physically similar to giant otters, giant salamanders, which I'm not sure about, and hippopotamuses, which I think is a stretch, Slowbro's appearance may also be a reference to the mythical Suzeuni, a magical sea demon of Japanese folklore, distinguished by its spiny Suzei, or turban-shaped snail shell. And Tanner, you can click on this if you want to get a little look at this demon. The Suzeuni. It looks like a water spirit that has like a giant gross like shell as its head. With like bug eyes on it. Yeah, it's gross. And a spindly arm. Classic water demon stuff. Classic water demon stuff. This is presumably why the beta version of Red and Blue had a Pokemon named Turban that actually looks like the thing that is on Slowbro's tail rather than the retcon claim that it's a shelter. Right, because it doesn't look anything like a shelter. And that's true. We didn't make that up. If anyone made it up, it was Dr. Lava. Yeah, if anyone made it up, it's Dr. Lava. Joshua, I was making my way downtown through Saffron City. Okay. Jim. Mm-hmm. And I met a young trainer called Psychic Johan. They're one of these New Englanders. He had a disgusting little man on his team called Mr. Mime. And I know what you're thinking. Tanner, that's hypocritical. You're a Mr. Mime. You're, you're barfing yourself. Even though I am a Mr. Mime, Mr. Mimes are still gross. <laughs> and they suck to look at and they suck to think about and they can suck to consider. And this is your You Make Me Barf. You Make Me Barf Pokemon. Yourself. I'm barfing all over myself. Barfing all over myself because I am what I hate, Mr. Mime. And here's some here's some of Tanner's facties, and this is straight from Bulbapedia. Oh, okay. Mr. Mime is a combination of Mr. and Mime. Okay. It's a mime with human qualities. Nobody knows where Mr. Mime gets his clothes or whether they're worn 
or an organic part of his body. Assert the letter. Mr. Mime's appearance may also be a reference to the mythical hentai kuripu, <laughs> a magical pervert creep of Japanese folklore distinguished by his spindly appendages, knowing smirk, and penetrating gaze. Oh, I don't like the usage of penetrating there at all. Yeah, and you're going to have to blame Bulbapedia for that because that is ripped right from Bulbapedia. It's direct. Yeah. <laughs> It's direct, direct from and the I source. Didn't, I didn't just copy and paste Josh's paragraph and swap out some words. Uh-huh. Joshua, we take on Sabrina. We make our way through her little cronies. We make our way through her her teleporter maze. And then we are on to Sabrina. It's our new hit segment for this season called... It's a segment. Gym Team Heroes. Now that the gym leaders all have five Pokemon, it's starting to feel a little redundant. She had four. She had five. No. Did she have four? Yeah. Well, I brought five Pokemon to the battle. Four, for sure. Mayor Cheat. Mayor Cheat. I definitely didn't use five Pokemon. I only used two Pokemon. Okay. We trust each other. It's honor code, gentlemen's agreement, but Serena has four Pokemon. Well, I definitely brought five to the battle. I only used <laughs> two. Here was my hot strategy. All right. Before I went in to face Sabrina, I made my way back up to Vermilion City. Okay. Joshua, I visited an old friend of mine just north of Vermilion City called the old man who works at the daycare center. Oh, you had a secret weapon in there. And I said, sir, I've come to collect my Weedle. <laughs> and he said, okay, that'll be whatever, 1500 bucks. Million dollars. <laughs> and I get my Weedle, Elizabeth the first back, Liz first. The best monarch, it's a low bar, but. And I go do a little training and evolve it into a Beedrill. Okay and keep training and keep training and keep training and keep training because i knew i was headed into a psychic gym and i thought what's effective against psychic the only two things i know to be effective against psychic are bug and dark oh you learned this you got it so i trained up my beedrill to level 45 fucking hell i've never heard of a beedrill that high of a level <laughs> I got Elizabeth the first. This is what I did. 45? This is what I did most of last weekend. Train a Beedrill up to level 45. Jesus Christ. It knows a ton of bug moves. Twin Needle, baby, is what it's all about. It's got Twin Needle. It's got Pin Missile. Oh, yeah. Hell yeah. That's what I wanted Charmaine to have. It's got Pursuit, uh, which is a dark move, which is cool. Yeah. This thing is a hoss. It's set up for taking on Sabrina, right? Yeah. Wrong. Sabrina, like, lays a fucking psychic on it because it's fucking bug poison. Oh, yeah, that's true. And almost <laughs> one hits it. You almost lost a fifth. <laughs> it was down to, like, like low yellows. And I was like, fuck, this is my entire strategy. Yeah. It almost one-hitted it with its first fucking Pokemon, Sabrina. So I immediately swapped it out for my second-in-command, Miho, my Persian, level 43. Oh, my God. Who also knows lots of dark moves. And Miho carried the day. What? This whole team is throwing me into flux. We have to do level check. Okay. We want to do level check right now? Yeah. Fuck it. We're just going to go battle after this. So we should say Josh flipped his Great British Sterling Pound. Yep. And it's a battle week. So after this, we're going to go battle. So let's just fucking streamline it and go right into level check and then right into the battle because this is the end of the episode. Oh, my God. Here's my team, Mr. Mime's team. Elizabeth the first, Liz first, Beedrill, level 45. It's insane. 
Dr. Richard Kimball, Gyarados, level 42. It's insane. Miho, Persian, level 43. Uh, uh, Ursula K. Le Guin, Golbat, level 40. What? <laughs> Mewtwo, Kadabra, level 37. Reasonable. Loki, Arcanine, level 42. Of course. I told you earlier tonight that my strategy is to look up the next gym, look up what the gym leader's Pokemon are, look up the highest level Pokemon they have, and then make it my sole mission to train every single one of my Pokemon up to that level. Wow, I don't do that at all. That's what I did. So that's where my team is at. What about your team, Josh? I did look up Sabrina after Silphco, and I saw that she had a level 43 Alakazam as her finisher, but I was like, I can outwit this. And I did do a fair amount of fucking training on that Route 8, and I got a bunch of these fuckers way up. They were all at level like 32 the whole time. Yeah. And I would say, in my defense, because we will be battling, I made a mistake, and I started playing that game Ghost of Tsushima. Mm-hmm that we referenced a few episodes ago. It was Ghost of Whatever. Mm -hmm. And I spent 12 hours playing that probably last weekend. And those were 12 hours I could have been playing Pokemon during. I'll say this. But it's a good-ass game. I spent maybe two hours playing Super Mario 64 on... uh, The Switch re-release, yeah. That re-release. And then I was like, I can't do this. I I gotta focus up. So I got AJ Soprano, Raticate, level 38. Highest level I've ever seen, a fucking Raticate. Never thought I'd live this lifestyle. Hey, Josh. Yeah. Pathetic. Fuck you. Fuck you. Tone Soprano Venusaur, level 37. Pathetic. How about I still have my starter? You're pathetic. Yeah, my my starter is dead. I got my starter. I did quickly replace it with a like-type Pokemon, Arcanine. Yeah. Polyphero, level 38. Sad. Silvio, Gyarados. 39. Sad and pathetic. It's pretty good. 39's good. Is it? Christopher Primeape, 37. And then <laughs> the new entrant to the team because Furio the Sandslash died. Blanca, Doug Trio, level 27. <laughs> Welcome to the team, Doug Trio. Didn't have time to raise that up. Yeah. For the battle with Sabrina, I just used Gyarados, who is jacked up on X attacks and X speeds the entire time, and he has Bite plus Black Glasses as his held item. Yeah. And then Polly swooped in on uh, Alakazam, and actually, this one was good. Polly did one Leer on the Alakazam. Alakazam did Future Sight, and then Polly flew up in the air, swoops down, one hit KO six levels lower than that fucking thing and i actually went woo! and then bobby was like why did you just sound like a sopranos character and i was like that's what polly says yeah and then he was like oh i get it unfortunately great joshua we both beat sabrina we both made it through sabrina unfazed even though we we took some pretty big blows during Silfco this week we do need to battle. And you got your levels right this time? I do have my levels right, and it's time to go battle, Joshua. All right. It's going to be rough. Bug catchers, we will see you on the other side of this. We're doing a single battle, and we will let you know who won. Yes. Joshua, we're yeah. back. Yeah. We just battled. Yeah, we battled, I guess. It was the second time we've battled this season. We battled last episode as well. It's the same outcome. I beat you. Fucking Arcanine just comes in when it's down to one-on-one and just swoops 
and kills everything. Beat you again, Joshua. It's not interesting. It's interesting to me. Your Pokemon are six levels higher than mine, and I still got you down to one Pokemon. It's interesting to me. Got you down to one Pokemon. I just want the Buttcatchers to know. I beat you, Joshua. Once again, I am two for O this season. You were O for two this season. Well, don't we have to talk about what happened here? Sure, if you want, if you feel like it's necessary. I Here's what happened. I fucking own Bones. It was about 40 turns. I had a couple of tricks up my sleeve, which is namely I taught Firo and Gyarados Hyper Beam, which was my backup for Sabrina if she went rogue. Which is fine, except it gave me a free swap out at times. Right, but you kept swapping them out and I was putting people to sleep with my Venusaur, Mayor Sleep. Yeah. But, I mean, your Arcanine is just running roughshod over everyone. Even when it's at 46%, it ended up killing like three of them. Yep. Well, as a reminder... This is a dreamscape and all of our battles, arguably, this entire season, including the results, are a dream sequence. Okay. Probably doesn't count. Fine. That's, Probably doesn't count. Seems like a lot of hedging, but Joshua, I beat you <laughs> once again. It did come down to one Pokemon, but I honestly got a little sloppy at the end because I didn't see a scenario in which you won. My Venusaur all took out three and then you almost were going to die and then you just got a flamethrower because my sleep powder missed. Because multiple of my fucking razor leaves missed for some reason, by the way. Yeah. And you know that. You know that's true. A lot of hedging, but I did beat you this <laughs> week, Joshua, and I beat you last week too, and I will beat you again someday when we battle again, which will be next week because we have a guest. Yeah, we do. <laughs> it is our old, one of our favorite people in the world. It's hard to be mean about and him. And also arch nemesis. It's it, That's what I was about to say. It's hard to be really mean about him because he is one of my favorite people in the world and I do love his podcast and he is a beloved guest on our show that our fans all love. It's David Sims. He's coming back to take us on in season 3B yeah. and talk about the journey that he's been on so far because he is literally playing all these games alongside of us. He just keeps doing it and we can't make him We're stop. Group text together. <laughs> Where he just tells us his updates. We text each other who's died. Today, we were just like, do you just want to come on the show, man? And he's like, yes, please. (laughs) So David Sims will be on next week. I kind of just feel like at this point, David Sims will be on at least once a season. Yeah, he's our eternal bad Josh, Greg, Gary. So we will battle again next week when we take on David Sims, Gringus D, and Koga. And Koga. Yeah, and Koga. Fuchsia City Gym Leader. Until then, please rate and review the show on iTunes. Follow it on Stitcher and Spotify and everywhere else that you follow podcasts. Give us a follow on Twitter and Instagram at expsharepod and engage with the rest of the Bugcatcher community on the Reddit, uh, reddit.com slash r slash bugcatchers. Yep. That is it for this week. I, as always... Have been and continue to be Tanix, aka Tanner Greenring, and continue to be. And I am joined as always by my co host Fiangastad, aka Josh Fielstad. We will see you next week, Bug Catchers. Smell you later. <laughs> <laughs>